Hello world and all who inhabit it. Welcome to what we are currently calling No Holds Barred, the podcast where we are going to talk about literally anything we see. Uh, My name is Max. I will be hosting for now. We do not have a guest today, given the state of the world at the moment. Um, Pretty much the point of this podcast, I'm going to run down Twitter. I'm going to search whatever I feel like thinking about. We're just going to talk about whatever we see. I've got a buddy of mine uh, named Zach. He does another podcast, of which I'm going to actually look up the name now. He does something very similar. Uh, He's very theater-oriented, but I believe he's more focused on that. Well, he does talk about anything. But we're going to pretty much find the same, you know, we're going to find that that niche and we're going to stick with it. <clears throat> so, you know, just to start a little about myself, this is uh, originally part of a passion project for Rutgers. Um, we're recording this so we can kind of get into something we find to be a hobby. And in my case, that's content creation. You know, I could have done YouTube. I could have done streaming, I could have done a couple things. Right now, I thought that podcasting would be the most enjoyable. I can literally just talk, I could do whatever I want. Um, I figured, you know, let's just roll through Twitter, see what we see, talk about the topics we see, and see how we feel. Alright, cool. So I'm going to start right here, I'm going to go on Twitter. Let's see here. Well, I mean, obviously the first thing we're seeing is all the stuff about the corona lockdown, so it only makes sense to talk about that first. Um, So they're saying, oh, wow, look at that. So Netflix and Amazon Prime have made their subscriptions free until April 31st. That's actually crazy. So literally, (laughs) anybody can go on. That's just going to ruin the bandwidth. But, I mean, it's pretty good for those that that already don't own it. I wonder how that's going to work, like I just said, for their bandwidth and their servers, though. Because, I don't know. Because there was a lot of sites, like, for example, YouTube as well, which I'll talk about in a minute. A lot of sites are changing their rules and changing how they're processing all these people currently online. And, like, some sites are doing it pretty well. Other sites, not so much. Um, A great example of that, I don't know, YouTube's very 50-50 on it. They actually, I don't know if you know this, but they just released a statement, I want to say last night, if not this morning, that said what they're going to do is, I'm going to pull this up as well, what they're going to do is they're going to change the quality of how videos are posted because of the bandwidth and the, the service traffic that, that they're getting. So usually so many people, um, sorry, I'm searching this up real quick. Usually a lot of people are on later in the day once they get back from work, once they get back from school and class and everything. But now that obviously everybody's home, the bandwidth isn't just bad at night, it's bad during the day. Now, of course, they have to deal with a lot anyway. They get hundreds of millions of views per day. I think at least 300 million watch minutes per day. Watch hours, sorry. More than that, even. Um, and even and a little bit less than that is just posted per day. It's absolutely incredible. So, let's see. Here it is. Yeah, so how to stop YouTube from changing resolution. Yeah, so everybody's kind of upset about this. And YouTube, what they're going to do is they're taking the resolution of the video, which could normally be posted at, say, 720, 1040, whatever it be, and they're automatically making it lower. I don't know what that number is right now. Uh, they're, you know, they're changing it as they go to see what works. My guess is they'll probably be doing 480 to 720, and you can put it back up to 1040 as you please, but I don't have the information on that. Uh, they have not posted that yet. Um, yeah, this is all in response just to the whole corona situation, and I think that in itself is crazy. I don't even know. I mean... We already know this, but coronavirus, it all started with uh, the wet markets in China. And I don't want to get too 
political on that, because, you know, I'm more, I try to be more logical about things, but, I don't know, I mean, if, this has happened with, what, three, two, three other viruses, SARS, MERS, multiple other things, and they've all originated from the same place, in the same way, should there be some way that, you know, this is stopped, or, or, or regulated, or anything, like, there's gotta be something, because, like, it all comes from the same place. I just, I don't get it. And then, you know, I saw this report that 95% of the deaths and infections could have been stopped had we just known about it. So I don't really, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of the way that the, specifically the Chinese government is, was handling this. And I think it's completely fair to say that this is, you know, really started by the government not being able to just give us the information when we need it and try and take accountability and take action when they could have. I, th uh, you know, again, we're not going to get super into it, but obviously this has nothing to do with Chinese people or, or the culture, like not, maybe not the, or like the culture that we have in America and all, and all that. That's not, it's not about that. You know, I get that some people are having some issues about that and that's not okay, but we can't just say that because we don't want to, discriminate against Chinese people that we can't see what's wrong with the government in this specific case, which I think is what a lot of people are missing. Anyway, back to Corona specifically. Um, I'm currently in Jersey. I live in Jersey. I'm in South Jersey. Uh, I go to school at Rutgers in North Jersey. So both places are pretty heavily affected by this, North Jersey especially, given literally being what, half an hour, 40 minutes from New York at most, I can, I could take a train in and be there in one stop, it's incredible, but, you know, I mean, somebody at Rutgers already tested positive, and we all had to go home, and it's all cut down, it's just crazy, um, I think it'd be good to give a perspective on what college kids are thinking right now, I know uh, there aren't a ton of, like, way younger podcasts out there, especially those that are in college, it usually tends to be people that are, you know, in California, New York, and just other places that are either out of school or have a more media-based, uh, you know, situation right now than being a student. Something more entertainment-based, such as what I was looking for in life. <clears throat> so anyway, I figured I'd give you some perspective about what's going on at school. Um, you know, obviously we all know the news. Most schools are staying at home, they're, they're putting their classes online, they're doing X, Y, Z, but I'm not a fan of how some of the professors are going about it. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a good example. Let's say, uh, I've got this one psychology class, I won't name names, I won't give specifics, but as we, as some know, all classes were, are required to have an, an online plan and to have a game plan to know what they're doing after our spring break ends, which is fine. That gives them a good week, two weeks to figure out how to get everything together. And some classes are harder than others, but because of the fact that literally all of my classes can very easily be completely online, I didn't think this was going to be an issue with any of my professors. I thought, you know, this would be an easy fix, which for, you know, for my social media classes, hey, Nessie, hey, McCormick, um, you know, perfectly fine. It's going great. You know, I think, I think we're going to be okay with transferring it. I think we're going to be okay with meeting online when we need to. I think we're going to be okay with working at home. That'll be fine. My psych class, however, I'm not going to give specifics, has been 
not as good, but the issue with that is the fact that it stems from we had issues even when we were in person. Now that we're out of person classes, I don't even know what to say regarding that. Uh, I mean, in the first place, we barely had a working syllabus. Now we don't even have a working syllabus at all. And I got an email today, which I'd love, I'd love to give you a little serving of what was in there, but I'll give you an example. Um, instead of a second exam, like instead of our second midterm, uh, we are now writing a group study guide for the second midterm. So we're not taking a second test, we're just writing a study guide for it, of which we don't know what he's going to want us to write, and he's just going to grade it pretty much by his, by his opinion, his objective opinion of it, which is completely unfair in itself. The final, we have to write a paper, which is fine, but we have to write a group paper. So, like, literally seven to eight people in my group are expected to all get in a group chat or, or a group call and actually write a paper. I'm not confident that anybody in the class is going to want to want to or be able to do that and, and get a good grade. And just to give perspective, this wouldn't be a huge deal if, like, it was a bit more difficult and, you know, we had the... You know, and, and we, you know, if it's not guaranteed that we're going to do well, that's fine. We're going to do our best. But on the first exam, the average in the class was a 45 or a 49, whatever it was. He had to curve it double the amount just to make it look not look as bad. Doesn't that say something? Like, I don't really understand how that couldn't be fixed. I don't understand how that can even happen in the first place. Other class, I got another email. This one, <laughs> this one's incredible. I got an email from, from my professor, who's a grad student. So I understand she's got a lot of things ahead of her. She's got a lot of work to do. And I, you know, could not be more understanding of that. But I just, I just, I need to read this to you. You have to hear this. Um, so make a long story short, we use a program for our class to do our experiments for psychology. Because my computer was updated, um, I can't use that program. I let them know of this up to, what, what, what month is it, March? Yeah, I let them know of this a month and a half ago. Um, the person who programs the, these things to work on the computers completely quit before this whole virus thing even happened. So, and, and they did not inform me of it, so I have no way to do any of my work. Something that they know. So, of course, I email my professor and I say, hey, I can't do my work. I, I can't use this program. You already know this, etc., etc., etc. And I can't do the experiments you want me to do for these other people for our final project. She goes, okay, no problem. Um, do you think that because this other person is doing the same project as you, the same unique project that she definitely didn't copy, even though you're the first one to suggest it, which, yeah, uh, this person definitely did copy my project. And now my professor says, perhaps you can do some of her work in order to compensate for the fact that you can't use the program. Of course, my response is, that is not fair at all. Why should just because I can't do some extra work that you wanted me to do, I'm not going to take work from somebody else just so they can now do less. I completely respect having to equalize the work I need to do, and if you want to give me more to do, I completely understand. I get what you're saying, but I am not going to make somebody else do less work which pretty much pretty much just taking the scales and reversing them, not even evening them or not even scaling them, sorry. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And it's upsetting to me that some of these... Like, you know, I got an email from my social psychology, and perfect. She moved everything online. It's all done. It's all settled. It's all perfect. It took two seconds. It's so easy to do. But some professors are making it so impossible that it physically hurts. 
what do we do when, you know, what do we do when people start failing these classes and getting messed up and they just can't do anything about it? And of course there's an answer to this, but I don't like the answer. I got an email from Rutgers and I don't know what other schools are doing. I think they're very similar, but Rutgers is saying you can now withdraw from a class early uh, rather than being like March 13th, I think it was, or March 20th, it's now April 13th, April 30th, whatever, or it's like April 13th. And they also extended the option to withdraw from your entire semester by the 30th. But what's the point of that? Because then it's just all a waste. They also, the final option they gave was to give pass no credit. But again, why would I want to do that? Because I'm getting credit, but I'll still have to retake the class. As far as I'm concerned, it's really just saying, hey, we know that our professors can sometimes really screw you over, and I really just want to say, try again next time. Give us an extra 15 grand for a semester. Don't worry about it, because that's just how I've always felt Rutgers has been. Sorry to get on this tangent, but I guess it really just becomes a podcast about talking about the corona and really just what's happening right now for the first episode. Next time we'll talk about other stuff, but I really do want to focus on all this like, what's really just going on right now in terms of a student perspective. It's just incredible. I mean, I don't know. It's From my freshman, I, my entire freshman year got wasted. I went to academic advisors on a weekly basis, and they always gave me the same answer. They would blame me. They would say it was my fault. They would say, oh, your professors are doing everything they can. When in reality, multiple professors I've had had to get fired halfway through the semester just because they weren't doing any of their work correctly or at all. And then the new person they bring in would just grade it completely differently and wants a completely different thing that I can't, I and others can't adjust to and we completely get screwed over. If, if I only went from my, like, if, if I took my sophomore and junior years, because I'm a junior now in a, at Rutgers, if I took my sophomore and junior years, my GPA is above a 3.0. But if I look at, if I include my freshman GPA, it skews it so hard, it skews it 25%. 25% of my grade gets lowered because of the awful classes and awful placement I got throughout freshman year. I had, I, I looked at my, uh, my, my degree navigator, every single freshman year class was useless. It did not go towards a requirement. It didn't fulfill a core. All it did was give me empty credits and an awful GPA. And I could not be more frustrated. I looked at Reddit. I'm looking at Reddit right now. Somebody just said, the same thing happened to me. I lost four semesters because of the academic advisors. Why does Rutgers have a system in which every single time you go to these advisors, not only do you, can you go to like different campuses, which is fine, but you get a different person every single time. Why, are, why is this not based on name? Why can we not pick somebody and we go to them permanently as, so long as they have the room? Why is there not a system for the students rather than just making it as easy as physically possible for faculty all the time? And because it feels like it's been so easy, and I don't mean staff as in professors, I mean faculty as in advisors, management uh, professionals, etc. in school that are there to supposedly help us and it just feels like every single time we go, they say, oh, no, it's not your it's it's not their fault. It's you know, it's students with an agenda that are just saying this class isn't good. But in reality, it isn't good. Something's wrong here. Why did my class get a 45 average on a first exam? And he's upset that we aren't doing enough work. If I'm the only one who got like a 45 or a 50 on something, so be it. It's my own fault. The entire class, a 25 to 30 person class. It's not OK. I don't think it's okay. I think Rutgers and a lot of colleges, but I'm specifically talking Rutgers here. I think Rutgers needs some heavy improvement. 
both, you know, structurally and just overall financially, they are not handling their money well. It feels like all they care about is being in the Big Ten, or what I should be calling the Big 14, because why are there 14 teams in a Big Ten? Um, and it just feels like they're just... I don't even know. I don't know. I just, I have to get off this topic. I'm sorry. I can't even, <laughs> I just get too heated about these things. Let's backtrack a bit. So we're all home. We're all home for the coronavirus. We're all doing online work. <sighs> we're, I don't know. I mean, hell, I'm recording this right now for my online work. I'm enjoying it, but it's, it's a lot harder and I'd ra- I wish we could be at school, but now we've even been kicked out sooner. They're, they're, they're saying to move out by, what, April 30th, I think? I have an off-campus place, so I'm stuck being there until, you know, end of May, whenever my thing runs out, my lease runs out, and other people are getting just straight-up kicked out. What's going to happen when we have to move out and hundreds of people, thousands of people, 60,000 people at the school? I would say at least at least two, two-thirds of it to 75% of people that go to the school. I would say two-thirds. Let's just say two-thirds. I would say two-thirds of people that go to Rutgers live on campus. I can't say that for sure. I don't know the statistics. I don't have it in front of me. I'm sorry. But let's just go with two-thirds. Two-thirds of campus is going to be moving out on the same couple days because school is kicking out early. How fast do you want the virus to spread? I don't really understand. It doesn't make any sense. It's just going to spread and spread and spread throughout the entire school. And... (laughs) It's just not logical to me. Rutgers has made such a logical decision so often that I'm genuinely impressed. I mean, the the lightest example would be the fact that I had a professor last year get into a car accident because Barchi the the Barchi wouldn't call off school when all the roads were covered in ice. I lived on campus at the time, wasn't a big deal, but my professor had to cancel class an hour before when I was already at the class. Everyone's just getting messed up by these policies and it just doesn't make any sense. It'd be nice if Rutgers would take the opinions of some students and not think, oh, we're the faculty, we know what's going on. It's just, it's just really frustrating. <sighs> and, you know, that this is strictly a school perspective. I can't imagine what those who actually have jobs outside of school are dealing with. I, I mean, my mom's been home this whole time. She works in... in, in you know, education, so she's, of course, home, we have my, my mom's staying with us, my grandmom's staying with us, because, you know, she lives in Philly, and we really don't want her to be out there, it's just, it's insane what's going on right now, and I understand what's being done, I understand all the quarantine, I completely agree with all of it, and of course, some college kids are dumb enough to go out and party, but (laughs) I feel like Rutgers could be doing a whole lot more in this situation, I'm thinking, what are they doing with all these resources they currently have? Because nobody's at school using their resources. So what's going on with that? Am I going to get my refund of a hundred and something dollars because they charge a computer fee when I don't even use the computers? Am I going to get refunded on some basic stuff or is this just living scenario? Because as far as I'm concerned, I want most of my bill back because I don't even use anything. The only thing I've pretty much like used, the only, or let me rephrase that, from my tuition bill, the only thing I have been doing that they that like I would say I should be charged for is actually going to class and like like you know being there and maybe like the you know obviously the buses at the time. I don't go to the dining hall. I don't use their printers. I don't use their computers. 
I don't use their healthcare service. I don't use any of their things. I go to my class and I go home and I survive on my own. So why am I getting charged all these things? That now they should be saying, hey, um, you know, do you want the computer package? Are you gonna are you gonna be needed? Are you gonna need to use computers here? And you can select yes or no, and then you don't get charged it. And then and then from there, they should have it set on your ID that you can use computers. It doesn't have to say on your ID. You can swipe it, and it says, oh, you know, what if you have to swipe your ID to go into the computer lab? And it's like, oh, well, you know, you can't go in here because you you didn't pay for the the entry fee. Or even you know, if you want to go even farther than that, you have to swipe your ID to log into a computer. Like, I th uh, not only would it be easier to log into the computer if we just swiped it and it logged us in, but it would keep the people out. Only those that are paying would be able to use it. And then I'm not getting charged unnecessary amounts and unnecessary bills for nothing. Don't even get me started on parking. There's literally no parking for students. There's none on, on the main campus that I live on, and there's nothing you can do. They would say either, oh, you have to park on a completely different campus or tough deal. And it's just completely insane. I used to live in uh, the Easton Ave Apartments, and for those who don't know, for those listening, the Easton Ave Apartments are on a corner that is that has a six-story parking garage, not only connected to it, but it's literally part of the building. We have a six-story parking garage that got sold by Rutgers to the hospital to use for doctors, which is, you know, respectable, but, but there's multiple parking garages around campus. And not only that, but <laughs> the parking garage is always empty. It's always empty. And we're not allowed to park there. We're not allowed to move stuff from there. We can't use it at all. We get a ticket. But because, of course, we get a ticket. Why would Rutgers not want to get more money from us? I've gotten four tickets. Not only, not only were, is that unfair, but three of them were for parking in legal spots they just wouldn't fix. It's absolutely incredible. Wow, this podcast has been one big Rutgers rant. It's a big combo of Rutgers and Corona, but you know what? I guess they really do go hand in hand right now. I'm just, I'm really just scrolling down the Rutgers and and Corona trending Twitter, trying to find new things to talk about right now. I mean, uh, wow, the total confirmed cases has is at forty six thousand in the U.S., thirty five hundred more in the last twenty four hours as of today, which is. Uh, March 24th, Tuesday the 24th. Total deaths in world in the world is at 17.4 thousand, up a thousand in the last day. It's just, it's crazy what this virus is doing. It's insane that it's moving so much. Hopefully it gets cut down by Easter like the president's saying. I don't think it's going to be cut down by Easter, but I am hopeful. I just, you know, all these things are canceled. Everything's getting canceled. I had an event in Philly in May that I now can't go to, which is a shame, but you know, so be it. I don't know. I don't know. People, please stop eating bats. Stop eating snakes while they're raw. Stop <laughs> stop going outside and touching people and coughing and not wearing masks and going in groups and meeting up for parties. We just got to chill. We really just have to stay at home with our, you know, with the things that we truly need and to figure it out from there. I'm sorry if you can't go to dispensaries to get your weed. I'm sorry if you can't go to the 7-Eleven to get your jewel stuff or your vape stuff. It's just, it's what we have to do right now. I'm sorry if you can't go out and hang out with your 15 friends that just want to see you when you can really just FaceTime right here. It's just something we have to deal with. As I said, 
this this podcast has been no holds barred, and I will be back. I definitely will be back again because I definitely thought this was really helpful both for me and for anybody that might actually be listening to this. So yeah, um, it's been really fun. Thanks for listening. Again, this has been no holds barred. My name is Max. I was your host. Uh, this was a great project to do, especially as a passion project. I'm really glad I picked this. And thanks for listening. Take it easy. Stay safe. And don't hold those bars.